do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 39 of the switch mania playcast anniversary sound the episode we've been putting off for <laughs> far too long oh yeah <laughs> it's almost time for the fourth year of uh, fourth uh, age of the uh, Nintendo uh-huh. Switch. That's right, we're going. Well, I wouldn't say we procrastinated <laughs> on the birthday episode, but the no. game of the episode we absolutely procrastinated on. Yeah, <laughs> and and Barry and I have been have been chatting. I know JP saw the chats, but he didn't reply. So we got a. I'm sorry. We got a new focus. We got a new focus. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. As always, a little bit of housekeeping. We appreciate everybody that listens to the Playcast. If you could leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, even though that's like mm-hmm. a, a smaller conduit of what we have for listeners, we always appreciate it because it helps with searchability. Um, mm-hmm. As a quick housekeeping update, something JP doesn't even know, something Barry doesn't even know. Ooh. Huh. Today, I officially submitted the finished copy of the Switch Collector to the to the printing company. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, awesome. So editing is done. It is now in pre-production <laughs> is what what it's called. Pre-production. So basically now it's the long, arduous process of back and forth with the printing company to make sure everything is flawlessly perfect. So, nice. yeah. Um, there was another thing JP and I were talking about, actually right before we recorded, um, and he was asking about the Switch arcades. And... So the previous guy where I had the demo from, um, he disappeared off the face of the earth. Like, I can't get a hold of him. JP can't get a hold of him. Um, so I found a more than suitable replacement. Another one first heard from JP and Barry. Um, mm-hmm. So I reached out to my buddy who does perfect tiny replicas of arcades. He runs smallchangearcades.com. His name is Matt. Um, and I've met him at multiple conventions over on the West Coast. The guy's super awesome. Uh, every time I, um, I I talk with him, we, we shoot this shit about games. We hang out. Really awesome guy. And it's his work is amazing. So I just said, hey, explained our situation. And I said, would you be able to help us? And so he said he will absolutely be able to help. Um, I'm not sure about price-wise. However, um, we're not going to be increasing the price on any backers or anything. But it it might be more expensive uh, per item to make them because it's going to be like a perfect arcade, though. It's going to be even better than the current one. Like, it won't be, because cause the the uh, demo that I have, there's, like, basically stickers over everything. Well, Matt doesn't do that. He does real arcades. Wow. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. So, it's going to be a bit of an upgrade. There may or may not be slots for the Joy-Cons. Um, I told him, if you can make it happen, great. However, you know, we're asking him for a um, to do us a solid. So, mm-hmm. he's going to uh, see what he can come up with this week. Um, nice. Yeah, so that's a huge, um, huge benefit though, because that's like an an unknown um, little upgrade that none of the backers mm-hmm. knew about. So it's pretty cool. Um, and they're hearing it first on the Switch Mania Playcast, <laughs> as always. Exclusive. I, yeah, I didn't even that's posted right. an update to the backers yet. Like it's all this happened within the last couple of days. So oh, well. <laughs> he doesn't even tell us, Barry. That's how exclusive no. it is. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm fine with that. I like hearing these things for the first time, you know, and and just getting to hear it the first time with everybody else. Yeah. That's true. Um, so one other thing for housekeeping. This is one from last episode with Barry and I when JP was taking his siesta. Um, <laughs> at PAX. He was at PAX East. I know, taking his siesta with, with PAX, <laughs> hanging out with – hanging out. Um, so Barry and I were talking about these – uh, covers that are made on Etsy um, yes. over by Nintendo, and oh yes, mm-hmm. basically um, I told Barry, I told Barry, I'm going to reach out and uh, print some, and I mentioned to her that we you know mentioned it on the playcast, and when I ordered them, she sent them to me and she wrote us a note. Really? Ooh, so oh, I'd that's like, fantastic. I'd like to read the note. So um, so did Jeffrey, you tell her, did you tell her that I sent to you? To her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Said, Jeffrey, uh, thank you for your support. I listened to the podcast, and I was flattered. Thank you both. Nay. (laughs) So That is fantastic. Yeah, she does really good work. So I got them in the mail, um, and we had to go back and forth because she thought I wanted a different console for the Mega Man uh, X2 collection. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I want the Switch one. But uh, two of the covers had printed on the inside. Really? Yeah. So my so so like literally, I took out the original and put in hers because it had interior printing. Um, oh, nice. So like it actually was better than the original covers in certain aspects. And I just you know, I put the original covers. I'm still putting them you know away just in case. Yeah. You know, I get a bug up my butt, but I won't. But <laughs> um, I have at least three more that I want to get done. One of them is Neurovoider doesn't have any text on the spine. Oh, you can just reach out to Red Art. They'll send you a replacement. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll okay. do that. Sorry, no. sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, then I have two that I need to get done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because her, the quality of paper she uses is really, like, high-quality gloss. Like, mm-hmm. it looks really good. Mm-hmm. It's actually the same style of paper that we used for the uh, switch collector cases it's just that ours is a white gold paper hers is like that perfect gloss for the uh for the actual like ours is like a special thing it was a collector's item but it's the same Mm -hmm. like high quality which is awesome like it's it's really good i was I'm, i'm very impressed by her work and it's awesome that she's doing covers um in English, so that way yes. my spines, mm-hmm. I can read them from now on. So I can read I Am one, Setsuna finally. <laughs> one thing that she does, which is really awesome, uh, I've been in contact with her for a while now, and uh, she has done some custom covers for me, uh, games that I got that were Japanese only that you just couldn't see, um, couldn't, like, the spine was all, you know, in Japanese, and I wanted English, and she didn't have. And I asked her, hey, would you be able to do these? And she was able to do them. We worked together. Um, and she made them, and obviously she then put them on her site um, for sale, which is great. And I hope, hopefully people bought some from her and were able to, you know, was able to expand her library of what she could offer. But they came out great, and she's been such a breeze to work with and so sweet. Yeah, so it's absolutely amazing. And it's Nintendo.com is her website, N-A-Y-T-E-N-D-O. So if anybody wants to... Hit her up, and then on Instagram, uh, it's Napony. <laughs> Napony, yeah, and on Twitter too. Yeah, it's just yeah. Nay Napony on Twitter. So, well, she is about to be tagged in this episode. Absolutely, and awesome work, Nay. That's right. Um, so let's start talking about the Switch's third birthday. It just went by us. 
I know mm-hmm. Barry did like a live thing on uh, Nintendo <laughs> Fuse. Like he yes. was. <laughs> they were probably all throwing shade at each other like they do over there. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, you would you would know if you watched us because we did it live, and if you yeah. didn't see it live, the recording is there for everybody to, to watch and listen to. You can listen on any podcast you know, device, but if you want to watch us and see my beautiful mug, oh, not no. really. Um, you could do that on YouTube. <laughs> That stuff's crazy. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely need to talk about some of our favorite moments. And I figure we could do it a round-robin style, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We just we each mentioned something we really liked. And it could be something that we did on the Playcast. It could be something that we just really, really enjoyed from the year. Um, and it could be something that was controversial, too. So, um, I'll start off, and I will say uh, the limited print companies in year three i think we're coming to a head as we just had the introduction of multiple more you know multiple companies a lot more companies um such as what is it uh one prince games and one print games one print games which um you know they're associated with a certain nintendo soup website um Mm -hmm. And then what was the newest one, JP, that was just announced right before the birthday? They just... Physical- physicality physi- games? Physicality games, yeah. So I think we're hitting the head, but we just got even more. Um, and this year, combined with that, we're starting to see a lot of people, I would say, on this playcast included, hitting that, um, you know, that glass ceiling per se for collecting mm-hmm. so i mean we saw for example jp switching over to just you know card only you know not card only but only case regular only. editions regular editions yes. you know what i mean regular like edition. like moving on to the way that we collected yes. because the switch has exploded um exponentially every year so what are your thoughts on this whole craziness of the limited companies coming out of the woodwork this year in this third year we've seen a lot more pop out and the change of focus so we'll go to jp first since i mentioned and dimed out his name sure <laughs> well I am obviously a fan of physical games, so I personally have no problem with more companies coming on board. And I think we could have an entire playcast or podcast series just on limited companies, just the amount of time we've we've talked about them. Because it's mm-hmm. a controversial topic, but it's also very interesting to the Nintendo Switch uh, community. And just its, I would say, the, the length of its life cycle, I think, is going to really be in part due to all these companies. And I think we're going to see it similar to the Vita, where... At some point, you know, the first party games stop, and we're going to have these companies going for, I think, a long time after that, as long as they can get carts, I think, for the Switch. I mean, we're many years away from that, but I definitely see that the life expectancy of the system is going to be greatly expanded because of all these companies coming on board. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I'm, I'm a big fan. I come from the mindset that not everybody collects every single game, and for these companies to come on board, and we'll talk about just... You know, individual companies producing a lot of games, they need to because not everyone is buying all their games. So they have to have that variety of different styles of games to appeal to different people. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. I, I I have no problem with that. I think people get caught up, and I've said this before, in the I need to have every single one. I have to have all their numbers. Um, you know, if it's limited run games, they number their titles. So people feel they need to get them all. And when they can't or it gets to be too much, they kind of start 
throwing shade at those companies that they're producing too many, you know, they're they're just going too fast, things like that. But you have to realize that it is a business and not everybody is going for everything. So, you know, what appeals to you one time may not appeal to somebody else. And when you're getting upset that you can't afford every single game and even the ones you don't want, I think that becomes a problem. And, you know, it, I feel like it casts a negative light on the collector community because it really shouldn't be that I need to buy everything. And when I can't, I have to be upset at the companies making the games. It's not their fault. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, so one thing, JP, um, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I don't think that there can be enough games out there physically because i know a lot of people just won't buy them digitally they just want right. to wait for the physical especially because like for example in barry's situation where he's getting everything physical um mm. he doesn't have the time to play them digitally so why would he buy a game digitally when it may come right. out physically in the future right um yep, yep. my one thing that i don't like and we saw it a few times in in year three um mm-hmm. i don't like when we see some of these companies uh, pulling out a game that was already printed and print doing another run of it, and it could be different, you know, uh, regions, for example. But still, like there are so many digital only games out there that they don't need to double dip on the same release of the same game mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. times. I mean, I get it. Some of that stuff is like they gotta pick games that are gonna sell so they can continue to make money so they could do more of these. However, mm-hmm. when we see a game like I don't know, a whole new world come out and then somebody else picks up a whole new world. Or, what about Hover? Hover or just happened. Hover just happened. Yeah, you're, you're right, Barry. Hover. like And so, like, Red Art did Hover and now we got another version yeah. of Hover that Merge might have done with PM Studios. And it's different regions, but, like, it's one of those things where, you know, we got different companies releasing it, and so it's not as exclusive. So that could they have focused that on another hidden gem out there that deserves a physical release? I think so. Mm-hmm. But I know Barry's got a soapbox for this one, so go ahead, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, in response to this, obviously the double diving is something I am definitely not a fan of um, at all. Uh, I'm fine with more limited companies as jp said it's a business and and as a business they're they're out to make money they need to make money um you don't need to get everything um some of us do we're we're the minority we're crazy um (laughs) you said it (laughs) but the thing is is the the switch's life is absolutely going to be extended because of this and even furthermore, if the Switch 2, whenever that comes out, whatever they call it, if that is backwards compatible, you will not see the stop. Mm-hmm. You will see companies like Limited Run um, not only produce Switch 2 content, they will, they will produce Switch 2 games, but they will go back to games on the Switch 1, the one we have now, um, that never got a physical, and they'll start pulling those. So you're going to see literally switch games go possibly for the next 10 years because of this if not more Mm -hmm. if it's backwards compatible and i have no reason to think it won't be um that is insane uh (laughs) like you mentioned the vita the vita absolutely was carried in its later life by limited run games specifically play asia helped um but for the most part games on the vita stopped and it was all limited run um still limited run and they were the number one publisher for the Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's true and it, it's great you know the vita was a great little system sony gave up on it and look how many years past that point they were able to keep the vita alive now nintendo is the polar opposite they're all all in on the switch they are supporting it a hundred percent we just had you know pokemon come out two days ago you know another nintendo game we have animal crossing shortly thereafter another nintendo game they are supporting it so with that's the that's the crazy thing is mm-hmm. there's so many limited games coming out which is fantastic on top of triple a games from third party on top of first party games and that's where it gets a lot and the third year was insane like <laughs> just just the period between was it august and october yeah you you had like so many games demon x machina astral chain luigi's mansion 3 dragon quest 11 link's awakening um you know like bang 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 all these <laughs> great games that were just triple a games and then you looked at all the limited games and the, the smaller indie titles and and that period of time was unbelievably insane. Oninaki was in that period. like, And that's not even like holiday. That's not even like the, the supposed mm-hmm. biggest time. So, yeah. I mean, I definitely think limited games are going to continue to grow. I think there's going to be more publishers. While I'm happy about that because I love seeing more games physically, my wallet isn't exactly that most thrilled. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's definitely been a, a big turn in, in year three. I agree with you, Jeff. Yeah, and um, I mean the other thing that we saw too in year three, aside from limited limited games, because we definitely jump on that soapbox like a lot on the playcast. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I love games, so I'm never gonna complain that we get more stuff. And I don't buy everything, so my wallet like is still recovering just like you both because there's so many games out there. But I still haven't picked up Damon X Machina Astral Chain. Um, there's a mm-hmm. lot of games I haven't picked up yet. Um, that I'm just waiting on because literally we have the Playcast backlog and I have my own personal backlog. And so, like, once I get through a lot of it, then, and some sales happen, I'm going to jump down, you know, those rabbit holes. Um, but the region exclusivity has become less and less with this last year because. I mean, we saw, like, with La Mulana 2 now is going to be getting a release in the West, which I think is getting fulfilled very shortly. Um, Mm -hmm. I saw some emails. And so, like, La Mulana 2, that would be a double dip on mine because I want to get it in English, but I didn't think it was going to come out. Well, Mm -hmm. everything's coming out pretty much. So, like, if it's a niche Japanese... Um, like romance sim or something, we may not see it, but I've, we've seen a lot of those last year. Are you kidding me? Or uh, what? <laughs> what is it? Uh, is it all right to pick up a girl in a dungeon or whatever it is? Is getting mm-hmm. an English release? Like but that's that is, a title. But that's what? based off of an anime, though. Yeah, but still, for, for me, for me, the big deciding factor when I stopped buying like Japanese games and just waiting was Waku Waku Sweets because I'm like mm-hmm. there's no way this game is getting released in America <laughs> and Axis game is like hold my Surprise. beer so I'm like oh okay well, I read your fine. tweet I read your tweet Barry now we're releasing it you're welcome <laughs> yes I, I did um, yeah so, th- so this one of the way I'm like you know what now I feel anything can happen and yeah. all I'm going to do is I'm going to hold off on a lot of those purchases until the the end of the Switch or towards the end of the Switch. And at that point, I'm going to say, all right, 
what's the list? Because I'm sure JP will have a list, of, and, and obviously the Switch collector, of Japanese, at this point in time, or at that point yeah. in time, you know, the Japanese exclusives, the Asian exclusives, and the European exclusives that have English that did not actually make it to America. And then I'm going to go off those lists and slowly pick off whatever I didn't get um, yeah. down the road. Because there's so many games that are coming out in America and I'm and I'm you know some people are like oh you know the bayonet of vanquish you know coming over coming over and like part of me is kind of like please don't only because you know I got the non-stop climax edition and I'm like please don't <laughs> it already it already happened with the the Darius you know where the all the Darius yeah. Games are went to strictly limited, which isn't even American, but at least it's European. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, oh man! So I actually I sold that off. Um, oh, at you cost. did. I sold I sold my limited off at cost. <laughs> I didn't I didn't make. I sold it to a friend. I said, here's yeah. what I paid for it. I'm going to sell it to you at that. It was a good price when I bought it. It's a good price for you. He's a bigger Darius fan than I am, anyway. So he was thrilled with that price. Um, see, something I, like that, I wouldn't necessarily have sold because in Japan. Those, that special edition was all on one cart, where strictly limited split into two carts. So to yes. me, I still see it as a different kind of release. Um, true, but you know what? I'm at that point where I, I go hear. American, then mm-hmm. European, then Asian, then Japanese. And if the yeah. game it's on one cart in Japan and two carts in in Europe, but that would go for the Europe because it's in English mm-hmm. as opposed to the Japanese, which you can kind of mess around with. Yeah. Um, and the same with. Um, games like uh the psycho um shooting collection you know yeah. i got the asian releases i got all three of them i got even mm-hmm. the collector's edition of three for the little slip cover and all that stuff and then they announced the japanese versions on win two i'm like i'm not touching them and then they're like oh here's the american <laughs> versions it's also into and i'm like well now i have to get the american version so i did um so it's like then i still I- have those Asian ones to sell. <laughs> now I'm now, just hoping that. Well, oh, sorry. I was going to say. I just hope that what we're seeing is that a quicker turnaround time, because yeah. when you look back at the um, like the collection of Mana, it took a long time for us to get year, that. Year and one honestly, past year three, like at the yeah, end of year three, and, and we got to a point where it's like we're never going to see this collection. That's not fair. And then all of a sudden, they just surprise announced it, and then it came out. But what's nice is I feel like we're starting to see this quicker turnaround time, like. Uh, this week, NIS or Nipponichi Software America announced two new releases. One just kind of came out of the blue. It was the Prinny One and Two collection from the PSP era, which is awesome. Which, which I was like, wow, I never thought we'd get that. But then earlier in the week, before that, they announced Void Terrarium, which had just come out, I think, late last year or the beginning of this year in Japan. And it was a NIS title in Japan. I'm thinking like, oh, we're like, I wish we would see this. It's not supporting English. And then, boom, they announced it. And it's making me think that if you wait just a little while, there's a good chance that, like we said, as long as it's not those really obscure visual novel games, like really obscure ones, the dating ones, we're probably going to start seeing them get localized. And that's great. I'm glad. I'm happy to see that. Now, now I will say that the third year of the Switch was the year I decided that I don't care about regions. Um, oh, I'm not there. If I already bought it, I don't care as long as it's in English. So, like, La Mulana 2 would fall into that where it's not English on the cart. Um, mm-hmm. If they do an update patch, I'm good, by the way. Um, however... But that's only the second game, though, right? That's only the second game, and then they're going to do 1 and 2 on a, on a single right. cart, right? So, I'm so prob- you're better off getting the 1 and 2. Yeah, and then I'm going to have to offload number 2 by itself. <laughs> um, but that's the only situation. However, if I have Rockman X... Mm-hmm. Um, and Rockman X2, which I have them both, 
I'm not going to go buy Mega Man X collection because I have Rockman right. X and Rockman X2, and you can press a button and switch it to English. I'm cool with that, yeah. and uh, that's completely fine. Um, and in my mental, in my brain, I, I finally have been able to convince myself that I'm okay with that. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I've I've moved all my collection portion, all uh, my collectible boxes off into a separate section of the collection. So only my cartridges are out on my shelves right now. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it displays real well. Um, I don't care that the spine is in the middle on you know when you display it and whereas on u.s and japanese it's near the top it's in the middle on european uh, pal region um i'm okay mm-hmm. with that um it's just it's one of those things where it took a while the only one that really bothers me is aladdin lion king where the special <laughs> edition didn't have the damn case in it and i have to look at it in a genesis case sticking out because i don't have a damn switch case for that <sighs> gonna choke well, them that's out. where that's where you can get a blank switch case and talk to you know talk Nintendo to and go go nay. I need you to print out you know in the copy of it because it exists. I mean that's easy. There is an actual official cover and print out a cover and mm-hmm. use that. Yeah, because I, I don't I don't like to double dip. That's probably the the worst thing from from year three is is the beginning of the the double dip. Like it, there was more double dipping this year than I've seen on yeah. any console that I've ever. I done. love how you, I love how the Disney Landing was your double dip, but for me it was the triple dip because <laughs> it was the Super Nintendo Genesis oh. and the regular one. Yeah, no, I, I just I, got the regular one and called it a day. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I I went Sega. Yeah. I went Sega. Because I like the Sega Aladdin better than the Super Nintendo Aladdin. Um, uh-huh. So I went the Sega box. But That's all right, Jeff. Not everyone can be perfect. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's episode will feature a new host. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say who's not going to be there. I, I, didn't, uh. I didn't say Barry wouldn't be here. We're just going to bring yeah, on, exactly. um, we're bring on uh, Daniel Ebertson. Slopes Help Gamer. He's going to destroy you. <laughs> destroy you on Sega. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many Sega fanboys working with me right now on, uh, on my Genesis. <laughs> now I, I I grew up with with uh, a Super Nintendo, so I I only have played the newest uh, the Genesis Aladdin now. So it appeals mm-hmm. to me now as a gamer. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's why I went that route. Uh, I still see the Genesis ones at the store though, whereas I don't see the Super Nintendo ones at yep. the store. So. Probably more obscure to get the Super Nintendo one. See, I like uniformity. I'm like, that box stands so far out. Even even <laughs> like one from, oh, who was it? To me, the, it begins with EU. I can't say it, and I'll butcher the name. The Fresh, um, the one that's in the, the Super Famicom box. Oh, mm-hmm. Umihara Kawasi Fresh? Yes, that, exactly. I, yep. uh, totally butcher. Like, that's still sitting there, <laughs> and it's sticking out, and I'm like, I'm so tempted to open up that box to get the case out and put it in yep. there and just put the box away. Oh, all, you know all my case, all my cases yeah. are out. All well, my cases. Well, you know, you know the game case for that actually is different uh, than yes. the retail one. It's on the back is different, right? Not the front. The, the inner artwork is different. So when you open up the case, the what you see is, I think one had a map and then one had maybe like just images of but the game. The inner artwork, not the inner artwork. Correct. As far as I know, yeah. You know, you, you know, know what, what one bothers me the most? If there was limited run games, I'd get double dip, oh. but I'm not double dipping on it. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? Alternate case bothers me the most is my Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 
Um, the not for resale one? Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. on the back. It just has art, and I'm like, it doesn't even have yeah. the amount of players on the back. So when I was, you know, doing my one for one research for the book, like on the back, I'm like, no, I can't check my own copy. I have to Google it. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, it's the one I can't look at the actual game to, to verify. Uh-huh. It's like, ah. And I never got an actual retail version of that. I only got the limited edition. Mm. So, oh, okay. Two copies of the limited edition, actually, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> pre-ordered one online and didn't trust it that it would come in one piece, so I found one at store live. Nice. It's awesome. Um, all right, so what about you, JP, with year three? What are your What are your thoughts? What are some stuff you wanna you wanna chat about? Like any games or collections or what? Well, the Nintendo Lite. Yeah. That was new. Yeah. And you know what? I'm actually a fan of it because I feel like the portability aspect was always the big appeal for me. But having a smaller, compact system, I think, introduced a lot of gamers to the Switch. Also, a lot of younger gamers where maybe it's just easier to hold. Um, and I, I like what they've been doing. You know, they haven't been going crazy with the colors. They started out with three. They added the Pokemon one, which is the one that I picked up. Mm-hmm. And now we have the um, the Coral one coming out. But, yeah, I I think the Nintendo Switch was a good move on their part. I know a lot of people go, well, you can't switch the game. You know, you can't switch anymore. It's not a Switch. And it's like, yes, it is. It's still a Nintendo Switch. Um, but, no, I, I like that they expanded their lineup because now I feel maybe in year four now, uh, yeah, year four now, we're going to be seeing, um, what do you call it, the... Uh, the the more advanced version, I feel like, is is the next one that we're going to see. Like, I think they, I, I do believe that they want to get that whole spectrum. They want to do the casual, handheld gamer, the the mixture one, and the one who just wants to play at home. So I think you know the light kind of opened that door for for new uh, models to be coming out. Yeah. So I think uh, so. I, I do like the light, and I think it was a good move. It's a good price point. It was two hundred dollars, super reasonable. Um, and you know, it's it's nice. I, I'm. I think the one thing that they missed out on was they really should have done a Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening one because I think it came out the exact same day as the game. And I feel like that just would have been a complete no-brainer. Even if you had done a digital copy of the game, but you made it green, you did some kind of Hyrule art on it or just something. Green and gold. Everything gold would have been a a no-brainer. So I think they missed out on that. But overall, I'm happy with the light, and I think that's a good thing that we saw – last year yeah it basically made it the uh, year of the handheld right barry like <laughs> 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 yeah and then, I, honestly like i didn't think i would like the switch light um i wanted to get it for my daughter and then um when i got her the pokemon one for her birthday mm-hmm. jp's over there moving the microphone on the ground right i didn't touch anything <laughs> that you can see um, but anyways i got my my daughter the pokemon for one for her for christmas and i was like oh i'll just sell the the blue one and then i ended up using it as like my one to sit on the couch and then i've used the main switch for like big screen and in like the pinball the custom pinball i have and all that stuff and it's mm-hmm. been it's been a good counterbalance like I've, I've found myself wanting to take the switch light with me on the go more than the the main switch because it's so much more compact uh to me and because i don't i really don't like using the joy cons on the switch after i have the De- damon x machina 
Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. makes it unwieldy. It makes it huge. It's for for portability when you want to go out. <laughs> so like when I'm when I want to play it with the, the Switch and I want real real stuff, I'm going mm-hmm. to use the the main Switch. But when I want it portable, I want to go take it on the go or something and play some Dragon Quest Eleven, which has been literally in my my blue Switch light for forever now um mm-hmm. that's what i do <laughs> so i i honestly i love it um great price point i don't know if i will um jump on any bandwagons if there's a gold zelda one i'll probably have to but mm-hmm. uh, outside of that i mean my daughter has the pokemon one she plays it all the time um and mm-hmm. i'm probably just gonna hold on to the uh the blue turquoise one for now at least mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you nice. Bear? what are your thoughts on this light I mean, I did not get the light, although I was really close to. Very, very tempted to. <clears throat> um, the reason I didn't is because I play my Switch 99% of the time docked. Um, mm-hmm. The only time I have actually played it portable outside of, you know, right when it launched for the novelty was either when my in-laws were over and I was unable to use the TV that had the dock at the time or when we had to travel. Uh, to the in-laws, in which case they only have one TV, which is monopolized by my father-in-law. Therefore, I took the Switch and was able to to play portably. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of those situations, um, it's in the dock. So for me, it just didn't make sense to buy it, at least not yet. Um, I think it was a brilliant move. I mean, there's, there's uh, no bad about it. I mean, it's just a great idea. It's it's smart, and it kind of makes me wonder if the Switch Lite is portable only. Will a Switch Pro be docked mm-hmm. only? And if it is, I know some people may complain. I wouldn't mind one bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I I do agree that it's a non-Switch though. It's not a Switch. <laughs> the Switch Lite, <laughs> like it doesn't switch anymore. Damn it! Um, <laughs> you however- can switch the cartridges. Yes, this, this is true. and the SD cards, and there's no. There it go. doesn't actually shoot a light either. So I mean, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the lights. It's just a switch. Well, when light, the screen's on, on my, it's like illumination. I'm gonna you know, go over so in my is. room and and flip my switch light light switch. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, terrible jokes today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we need to hire a writer. See, yeah, see, and no, we, we before no, the whole, there would be a, a new host. You were thinking like, I'm going to get axed, but really it's clearly Jeff. That's proven that it's going to be him with all this. <laughs> it's true, it's true. We're going to take a poll. Who will not be here? <laughs> It'll probably be JP. He switches every other yeah, week. I was at PAX last week. We all forget <laughs> that. You were, but we, you know, the PAX. show must go on. We can see. Was he at PAX? So that's the question. <laughs> no, he definitely was at PAX. Yeah, I, know. I saw the picture. Have you not seen my pictures? Oh, I got games from JP. I'm, so. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the uh, black market of mercenary double pack. <laughs> I, I got I got games from JP as well, but he's holding them hostage until he can get out of Well, you house. don't want me to ship them. Well, I mean, There's literally, shipping Barry could just drive over to your house, JP, and smack <laughs> you in the face and take him. So. He's welcome to come. <laughs> and smack him in the face, yes. Well, not, not that. He's not welcome to do that. <laughs> come on, do it. <laughs> did you, did you see it. how fast it sold out, though, on Limited Run Games' website on Friday? I think, it took two, I think it took two minutes for their remaining uh, double packs to sell out, and then instantly... People started posting like images on from eBay. It was like a hundred. It was like more than double, triple the price. Man. It was crazy. 
which sucks. But uh, you know, I was happy to help out at least twenty something people. So yeah, they were trying it. to hard sell me on it. And I was like, I'm good. It's not my favorite yeah. genre, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay that I missed out. Like it's, I'm not going to play the games. And as we mentioned, yeah. backlog is infinite right now. If we make it a playcast game, then I'm just going to have to figure out how to play it. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm picking Mercenary. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm not well, like. That. Well, I have I have the two standard versions, so I could I could send you the standard versions. Yeah, that's very nice of you. <laughs> if we're gonna do it for the play cast, otherwise I'm not. Yes. I'm not a fan of the genre. But um, yeah. But that is why we do these playcast games, as we mentioned last week. <laughs> I I will say after spending the entire weekend with PM Studios, I really want to play Will. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Yes. Like, oh. like really bad because I mean the more they okay, kept Barry? talking about it. <laughs> that's, a, that's been one of those games that I've been pushing I and I keep getting shot down by Jeffrey. And now I finally have somebody on my side about that game. That game deserves attention. Nope. It is awesome. We're, we're going to be playing it. Yeah, I don't have I don't it, know so when, I have to get a, I have to get a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, I think you can so still buy the regular edition, and then yeah. the reason that they talked about so much is because they had made an exclusive collector's edition uh, with an art book, a doggo plush, stickers, and then a, the game case with a variant cover. So they had like 40 left from their, I think, initial 500 run that they brought to the show, and you know they had it displayed, and it's just the more they kept talking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I've, I still have not played a visual novel Oh. And I really want to play this one. That well, that art book also doubles as a strategy guide. I will say all the the solutions. Uh, thank goodness, then that JP picked me up one for the, so we could play it on the playcast. So I, can... I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> we'll see. Here's here's the deal. Will Will is not exactly a visual novel. All right, oh, okay. it's not a visual novel game. It is more of a puzzle game using. Um, all text yeah. um, because a visual novel game literally will tell a story from beginning to end with some form of interaction, whether it be you know escape rooms from like Zero Escape or the mm-hmm. Somnium rooms from AI or or even little uh, text messages from Steinsgate. Um, this instead, it's more move at your own pace. It is there's an overarching story, but you're dealing with smaller little stories, and it's more just like reading reading these letters and figuring out how you're going right. to solve the problem. It is not, it is, is kind of a visual novel, I guess a loose visual novel, but I wouldn't go into it saying, Oh, this is what visual novel games are like. Cause mm-hmm. if you play any other visual novel game, you will be like, this is nothing like this game. Mm-hmm. And there is will is a very unique game. I've never played anything else like it. And I couldn't recommend it more. Probably right, gonna be to like, it's probably gonna be like one of the ones that actually I would be interested in. I just like to shoot Barry down, <laughs> <laughs> give him anxiety. It's fun, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So luckily, JP picked us all up a copy, Barry. And we'll be good. No. I, I, <laughs> really I, nice guy. I, I love that game so much that not only did I get it physically the first time, but I double dipped and got the collector's edition for the variant cover and the Willy uh, stuffy doll and the art book and everything. So I got it twice. Surprisingly, I actually helped get a copy of the collector edition for the company that made the plush. Oh, nice! Yeah, I believe, uh, I'm gonna. I hold on one second. I want to give props right. to. Don't butcher the name. There we go. Chief. It's it's Symbiote or Symbiote Studios. So they're a toy manufacturer in California. No, in, uh, in Arizona. So they uh, they have a website. They have other plushes for other video games that they've licensed. Uh, but they were the ones who made the one for Will. 
So they didn't have a copy, so I, I, I helped get them one. So then they post a picture of uh, the doggo right on top of the collector box. But I thought that was pretty cool that uh, I got to send it to them. Yeah, they did a good job. That yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And now that I know about them, I kind of bought two plushes for myself from their site. <laughs> so I can't <laughs> wait to show which games those are from because they're actually really cute. Nice. Yeah. So okay. let's... um. Let's look to the future since we're we're talking third birthday a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what, how you just totally skipped me. That's cool. You're welcome. I thought you you didn't you didn't give your input. We definitely gave no. his input. Oh, you no, gave input right. on our stuff. I get exactly. Uh, what stuff right, so did we get on. input? What stuff did we get input on? We got completely sidetracked by Will and and Barry going off <laughs> on a soapbox. So <laughs> you definitely gave a lot of input just now, but. <laughs> What was your favorite thing of last year, Barry? I'll ask you. See, thank you, JP. <laughs> At least somebody cares on this playcast. Oh, I got sidetracked. I'm not going to lie by your will. Deep, deep death. <laughs> you better be ordering it right now on Amazon. Let's go. No, no. Um, There's okay. a game in between that's going to take a lot of time. Yes, yes it's so worth it. Um, the uh, Yeah, for year three, I'd say the, the best overall aspect in terms of system um, has definitely been the library. The year, you know, year one, 2017 to early 2018 was so good. So good with, you know, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Splatoon 2. Like it was just an awesome year. And we knew there was no way that 2018 could top it because they needed a down year. And that was fine. But I don't think anyone expected 2019 to be able to top 2017. And I really think, Overall, 2019 did, um, not only with the first-party releases, but with the third-party releases were stellar, and the indie games were out of this world. And it just... We had so many, like, shocking things, like Ori in the Blind Forest and Cuphead from Microsoft, mm-hmm. and, you know, and the Banjo-Kazooie coming into Smash, mm-hmm. and, like, just some surprise moments that I don't think in 2017 we would have ever said, yeah, that's totally going to happen. Um, so... I think in that regards, for the the system itself, it was an amazing year. Um, as for the rest of the year, what I was going to say, and I, I almost didn't say it now, but but I'm still going to say it, was was that the, the year really, for me personally, provided a lot of great opportunities and to, to reach out and to meet a lot of great new people and make friends with a lot of great new people in the community, uh, including joining this playcast, even if... Even if I get braided in anxiety from Jeff. <laughs> That's okay. I've been getting that since episode one. That's kind of the fun of the playcast. I enjoy it. <laughs> I'm devious as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thick skin, you know, I'm just going to deal with it. But also other <laughs> oh, things. Oh, I cry when we, uh, when we turn off. <laughs> JP's <laughs> crying. No in here. He curls up into a ball and just rocks. Yeah, then you never know what they said about me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next topic. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> but yeah, that that's really what I think. You know, year three has has been the strength on is just the quality of games that yeah. we we really were able to pull out. And if you look at Nintendo's history, if they have a banging year, that's it. It's one and done for the system. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think I think they nailed it again with 2019. And you know, 2020 is a 
big question mark. We know of yeah. just a few games and so, no Nintendo Direct since September. So we're so, pretty dry. We don't know if E3 is happening. So yeah, it's 2020 is really up in the air now. So Barry, you know, that's the, a, the funny thing is, good. is you said I, I skipped you. I skipped myself too. <laughs> Started the whole thing with the limited... No. No, you start with limited. No, like yeah, what we're looking yeah. forward to, though, and oh, we're looking <laughs> forward year. to. We're just well, doing well, back. Well, yeah, what we looked back on too. I just was talking about the limited stuff, but mm-hmm. I mean, one thing is though is that you mentioned like a, a comparative nature of 2019 to 2017. I mean, we did have Mario Maker two, Zelda's Link's Awakening. So you had that parallel of major franchises, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Um, and, and a brand new first time on a technically on a console Pokemon, like a full fledged Pokemon, which is a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. like well, I'm not a even Pokemon game every year and a Zelda game every year and a Mario game. I think every crazy? year too. He said Mario again, JP. <laughs> I, I heard him. You know, when he first said, it, I'm thinking like. I didn't even hear anything else Barry said. I'm like, did he say Mario or Mario? I'm like, no, he's not correcting no, him. I, I whispered and I go, he I said Mario. <laughs> See, we're, we're from the Northeast. We say Mario. Yeah, yeah they, we say Mario. It's, and it's spelled wrong with M-A-R-Y dash O-H. Mario. <laughs> you know, we're Italian, okay? When we're Italian, we can say our names however we want, okay? It is Mario. Mario. Yeah, now we said it right. Now right. we said it right. <laughs> See when he does the the uh, very racist <laughs> Italian accent, he can say Mario, Mario instead of Mario. <laughs> Mario, get get over it. Maybe like episode three hundred, we're still going to be doing this. That I'll poking, just never learn <laughs> poking uh, poking the bear on the Mario's. <laughs> oh, it's, it's really cool though, like with the with the years as they go on, because. Nintendo's gonna do what Nintendo does. They they really mm. will. Um, it's gonna just be interesting to see, um, which is the good pivot point. Um, what they do have in store for 2020, because there's so much that was teased already that hasn't come out yet. Stuff like mm-hmm. Bayonetta three, stuff like which will, should still be an exclusive to the Switch, um, and stuff like Metroid Prime Four. I mean, that kind of stuff. You know, it's been delayed, uh, but it hasn't come out. What Zelda mm-hmm. are we going to see this year? Are we getting Breath of the Wild 2? Or are we going to get one of those remakes, which was, you know, our prediction, um, mm-hmm. or my prediction, I think it was, from that episode when we were doing the, the year in? Like, mm-hmm. what is Nintendo going to bring? That is the major question. Barry's right. We haven't seen an actual Switch Direct in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it might just be because, you know, Nintendo's just doing what Nintendo does. Like it's, they have, I think they have nothing to show. I really do. I think they have nothing to show and that's why they've done all this other smaller stuff. Yeah. It very well could be. And, you know, they are, they are a classic though, Japanese corporation and company where they just, you know, do things internally and then they unveil this big bombshell all the time. That's like Mm -hmm. what they do. So, um, I hope that we get something cool. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath, but you know, I want all of those revitalizations. You're not going to hold your breath of wild. Uh, <laughs> all right, that was bad, JP. You go <laughs> sit in the corner. You go sit in the corner and think about what you just did. I already am there. All right, so the, next week the Switchman A Playcast will have three new hosts. <laughs> like, there won't be anybody here left. All three of us it's, are gone. It's, it's Switch Mania. 
play cast. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I wanted to say, just off on a completely tangent, even though we haven't done that yet. Um, no. So early on in the play cast, we did an interview, um, and we were talking about a game called Kamano Warriors. And it was from I, I want to say it's the developers of Fox and Force, right? They were doing this mm-hmm. Kimono Warriors game. Well, it came out, and I didn't even know. I was looking through oh. the eShop, and I saw it. I was like, it's out right now. So they didn't even reach out to us to go, hey, our game's out, so we could plug them. So oh. so Kimono Warriors is out, which is supposed to be like a, a four-player platformer, and it looks awesome. It's the same art style as, as Fox and Force. Mm. So... Hopefully that game is is cool, but I mean the first one, their first game got a physical release, so hopefully this new one gets a physical release as well. But it's out. It's that out. would be nice. Yeah, but that's strictly like a limited. Yeah, that'd be a strictly limited deal. I mean, who knows? But, oh, so oh, you mean Mad Gear Games? Yeah, I think they did Kimono. Mad Gear Games did a whole new world. Mad Gear Games did a whole new world. See, I'm getting my wires crossed. And so then okay. that's one. One print game, right? No. Or first prints or whatever. Yeah. First press or whatever. Yeah. Whatever yeah. they're called. Is it first press, press print no. or... <laughs> no, first press. <laughs> it's one print and first press. They're limited, too damn close. Limited strictly <laughs> run print press. Super rare. <laughs> I'm watching the trailer for it. It looks really Signature good. edition. <laughs> Signature games. Um, yeah, yeah Kimono so, Heroes looks really good. I mean, it looks awesome, and I really wish they would have like gave us a heads up. We could have like done a whole unveil for yeah. it. But at least we'll give them a, a, a shout out, even though I said the wrong developer, because that's just how I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to do stuff off the cuff with no. You, you should you should totally reach out to them and apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> and and ironically, a. Any other podcast would just edit out, not us. We go live. <laughs> like we do. We oh, just, yeah. We'll keep it in. Um, but yeah, so uh, really cool that we're seeing, you know, Mad Gear release their uh, their next game. Hopefully it gets a physical, um, whether it's first uh, print press publishing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we, we see something because that game looks awesome. And. Um, I'm gonna go down the no time barrier route where I'm I'm gonna wait till it comes <laughs> physical, <laughs> unfortunately, because um, we both played a whole new world for the playcast before it was physical. Ah. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> and we knew it was gonna be physical while we were interviewing them, and we're like, yay! Double dip, the go go. Just like uh, Sydney Hunter. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, so let's. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most, JP, for the next year? What do you think? What do you What do you want to see? Um, I want to see. I, I'm a big fan of the retro games. Not not like necessarily eight bit, sixteen bit, but retro in terms of games that had just come out previously on on older systems. Mm-hmm. And I like that the Switch is the perfect console for that. I really do believe it. It's just. I don't know if it's mainly because of the portability that just makes it so fun to play these games that we only used to be able to play at home. But I just love when I see, you know, games get re-released, either uh, a direct port or if we see um, like a a remastered version. Um, And there's no real games in specific that I'm hoping to see. But I just always like that idea that there, there really is this infinite library of games from when I was growing up that could be making a resurgence. And I know... You know, we've kind of heard from the developers that like the Xeno, the Xeno Saga from PS2 wouldn't really 
wouldn't I don't think has a very good chance of coming. But it's just that idea of like these older RPGs, which I love, could be mm-hmm. could be coming. These old platformers could be coming, and I don't mind that. I mean, people kind of you know I feel like there's a line between yeah, bring on the ports and bring on the old games versus like give us something new. But to me, I'm happy with the older games. I mean, I liked them once before. And now I have a chance to play them again on my favorite console. And I'm you not what, against JP? that at all. You know what, JB? Last year, what? we saw something that, speaking of old school, we saw some NES games get released on the Switch, mm-hmm. which uh, Haunted Halloween 86, uh, yep. which is Retrotainment, but Mega Cat Studios, which means they can port, essentially port, yeah. NES games now. So all these brand new NES, you know, aftermarket homebrew games can potentially come over to the Switch. Like, imagine. Oh, absolutely. That's well, just this, cool. This coming week, we're getting Coffee Crisis. Yeah. And that was a new game that I believe was a Kickstarter for the Genesis yep. and maybe some other consoles, but we're getting a physical of that. And I think that's a, a good indicator that, like you said, we could be getting even like the newer retro games being made on the Switch, which, you know, I'm glad that they're adding that as a console. Um, and also, aside from that, I think this is the year where we're probably going to see the remaining Wii U exclusives coming, or at least the second to last year, because I don't think yeah. there's too many left. And, you know, the newest one is the Wonderful 101 which is coming out in May. That's coming. Um, yeah. So it's just like that library of exclusives is just shrinking as to what we've not seen yet on the Switch. Don't so, forget this year started with Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. So Heck I, yeah. and I mean, I'm trying to think like, you know, I can't think off the top of my head, like what haven't we seen yet besides Devil's Third, which I know, we, don't know if we ever Devil's Third, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Game & Wario, X. Nintendo Land, the two Zelda HD ports, if you will. Pikmin 3. Pikmin, yep. uh, Star Fox Zero and Guard. Oh, I'd love mm-hmm. to see Star Fox Zero done without the gimmick. Um, we need a Star Fox. I mean, we had Starlink, which Mario people 3D World. <laughs> yes. Mario 3D World. Yes. Okay, so maybe not all of them this coming year, but I do think we're going to see a few more. And, you know, we're talking about Metroid Prime 4. You know, there's Ray Pikmin 3. I could absolutely still believe that we're seeing the Metroid Prime trilogy come out. I could see a Pikmin one two three hd kind of thing i mean there's no reason why we can't see them um you know um, you mentioned it earlier and you got my brain churning when you said nis is doing the printy games on the switch like oh i i want to see konami give us dracula x chronicles on the switch i want to see them see see the the classic collections that they got on the eShop come out physically but 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 like dracula x chronicles though is that you know 2.5 d version yes. of Castlevania Dracula X, but it also has a full version of Symphony of the Night. We'd have Symphony oh, of the PS- Night on from the From PSP, and, right? And the yeah. original um, yeah. Rondo of Blood as Rondo well. Of Blood. Exactly. Yes. Just imagine we would have them on the Switch officially. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Sonic's anniversary coming up this year? Sonic. Wasn't there talk about it? <laughs> Are you saying we're going to get Sonic Rivals 1 and 2 from the PSP as well? No, but I could... I could absolutely see Sonic Adventure. Oh, I could I, see them bring that back. I want to see them do, if anything, a collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying just give us the first one, but you know, I think it's Sonic Three. Sonic Three has not been ported since the 360 PS3 digital version of the days because of the, of the Michael audio. Jackson music. Yeah, and mm. they found the beta for that game recently, which had completely different tracks for those. 
like before Michael Jackson got involved. And those songs, I believe, were actually in the PC release. Uh, there's this, and people thought, you know, back in the day when the PC version came out, like, oh, you know, it, they changed the music. But in reality, they brought it back to the beta version. Um, why not just at least release that with, with the beta slash PC music? Because if you look at any Genesis collection that came out since then, mm. they're not there. Even the Sega Genesis collection that's on the Switch, it, it's not there. You look mm. at you know the one on the 360; it's not there. Sonic One, Sonic Two, there. Never Sonic Three. Hmm. I mean, the, the other option is is let Christian Whitehead do another game. Like, <laughs> like I mean, yeah. just give us another Sonic Mania style uh, game. Well, like, oh, did, have you? Okay, so I posted something. You, you were talking about Sonic because I yeah. brought it up, but now we're talking about Sega. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know this, but Limited Run Games just started putting out a physical Club of Fun newsletter that they're including yes. for free. And on the back was a rumor section. So I took a picture of it and I told people, I'm like, me thinks that there's some things coming because all the italicized words in that paragraph of rumors is hinting towards something. They, they talked about flavored jelly beans, which to me is the a boy in this blob, um, which I think we're going to be seeing. But then they also talk about, you know, we're moving beyond NES through the dot, dot, dot ages, which the first thing I thought of and everyone else thought of is Sega ages. And I don't know if they're, that could hmm. mean that they're going to be doing, you know, reproduction carts on the Genesis, or they could possibly finally be bringing the Sega ages games on the eShop physically, which that I would love awesome. because Sonic 2 just got released and it included Knuckles in it, included new features. And I would not mind compilations of the Sega ages games that we've been seeing because there's so many now. You just said the keyword. It has to be compilations. If they release those each individually, a thirty yeah. bucks, people are going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and if they continue to do reproductions of licensed games, um, they actually did a post. Uh, Josh did a post on Twitter talking about that. Like, what game would you like to see re-released <coughs> on on the classic console? My my post was anything that wasn't translated in English, and if you yeah. put it out English in the u.s territory that would be awesome because it would add to that collection otherwise you're creating another reproduction release which to mm-hmm. me is not that impressive um because i can just emulate if i want to do it that way if i want to get a boot well some of those games are cheaper to buy the original star wars in the nes or the game boy is much cheaper just yeah. to buy the originals or even rebel assault on the sega cd is cheaper to buy the original than the well <laughs> question about those those did they do the NES, like say for example, Star Wars NES, did they do just an NES cartridge, or was it the blister pack like collector thing? It because was in a it, pack that looked like the figures that. Yes. So, so, so they box. were creating a cool collector's thing for that. So that's yes. how I see that. I don't see them creating a repro, but more so like a collector thing. But like with the Sega CD releases, they're releasing CD drill cases. It's, it's there's nothing right. you know highlighting it or you know inspirational. Like because the Star Wars one, I see that as like a tribute to Star Wars. Um, these are just new versions with just limited run over the Sega stuff. To me, that I would rather have the originals. Um, however, comma, if they did like, I don't know, Japanese RPGs that were released on the Mega CD and throw them on Sega CD and did a full retail mm-hmm. release translated, heck yeah. Be amazing. So, what are, so what are your thoughts on, let's say they brought over Panzer Dragoon Saga. What do you think happens to the original version? Do you think you start to see the price drop because now collectors have another way to kind of no. get Opposite. an official, unofficial release? Or do you think the value just stays there because it's original? Original the value is going to stay. 
With with something you... that rare, it would go up actually because that game isn't rare because of the demand. It's there's no copies out there. There's not enough copies to meet any type of demand. So like if there's something that's out there, the prices mm-hmm. will go down if if it's easily available. Something like mm-hmm. that, the price mm-hmm. will will probably continue to rise because I would rather have the original. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. like, well, here's, here's another thing with that game in particular: the source code for that game is lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do not have the source code anymore. So that that game is not getting a re-release on another system unless Sega spends the money to remake the entire game. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, there, Panzer Dragoon 1 is getting a remake, and maybe mm-hmm. if that does well, Panzer Dragoon 2 and Orta will follow suit. And if those do well, maybe they'll say, let's, let's remake Saga. But mm-hmm. until that happens... That's not not happening, and I think yeah, I think you know remake. for some people they'll be like, yes, I can get Saga for fifty bucks or whatever, and and be able to play it. And you know what? I might even double dip on that one just just if I want to go back and play that game to play that version than than the original just because of you know I, I got to handle everything carefully. Mm-hmm. But it if anything like like Jeff said, if people play that and they say, wow, this game is really good, which it is. Now I really want an original because I'm a collector and I would like to get that. The demand mm-hmm. is going to go up and there's no uh, more supply. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's going to go up and up and up. Um, and I, let's let's hope. And I, I whispered it while Barry was talking. I want a physical that that uh, Panzer Dragoon remake. Yes, <laughs> like oh my, that would like, be nice. Oh my, like. I'm just saying, like, just like I want to see the Final Fantasy VII remake come to the Switch. I don't. I'm not going to hold my breath, but like playing that demo on the PS4. Oh my goodness, blew my mind I, off. Holy! I'm trying cow. not to have a big Switch backlog leading up into <coughs> April. I may even like take off of work, pure at GameStop, so I could pick it up at 9 p.m. Oh, I'm yeah, just no, very excited for that. that I got like, to play the packs. And it was awesome. Oh, and it was, have... it was the same as the original demo on the PS1. The same stage, uh-huh. everything. It was awesome, and like I hope we get the remake on the Switch. I don't care if it's downgraded; like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like Do I have something for you to listen to. Then, <laughs> I I was actually just as a guest on the Nintendo Everything podcast. Yeah, um, where I did act, you know, plug the Switch Mania Playcast. Um, Thank you. Oh, do 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 do. And, and uh, <laughs> we, we had our discussion was supposed to include some news, and it didn't. The entire thing was all about the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake demo and Square and JRPGs and everything. And that episode is live as of today. Um, and you should totally listen to it because it, it is a lot to talk about and digest. And I did not play the demo. I did not play the demo before doing that recording, and I still have not played the demo, nor do I have any interest in playing the demo but we Why have not? Very, gross very well, you'll have to listen and find out that's a, that's a tease that's the hook right you gotta yeah barry um, jp but, just said he doesn't want to have a bigger back <laughs> 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 but 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 it's it is it's very polarizing demo just in, from everything i've heard mm-hmm, and uh but yeah i have no interest in it mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome I'm, I'm bad at square bad square bad very bad square. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy myself. Let's now, do the poll. Yeah, we have, to, the- we have to do the poll because there's a giveaway associated with the poll. <laughs> All right, so I said, now that the Switch is three years old, how are you enjoying the console since you first got it? And this I was going to say since launch day, but then I realized not everyone may have bought it on launch day, so I didn't want to mislead. So I said, bonus, what do you love about the Switch and what do you wish was changed? 
So 503 people voted in this poll. Did you even so post you that we're going to give away an item with it to our favorite comment? No. <laughs> well, we are for those that are listeners. <laughs> All right. Uh, however, they, they now have to tag us that they heard us call them out <laughs> on the Blake. So every week we're going to be like, and now the new winner is going to be so-and-so. That's right. Tag us. That's no, right. So, um, so with 8.3% of people, they said they're enjoying the system less. With 8.5% of people, they said they don't own the system. Hmm. With fifty, With 27.8%, they're enjoying it the same. And 55.3% of people are enjoying the system more than when they first got it. Nice. So I was very happy to see that. Um, and then let's just go through the comments. There's a lot of them. So you just tell me when to stop, and hopefully I'll have gotten through everybody. But So Alan Jenks, who's also a reviewer for JP Switchmania, he oh, said, yeah. first current-gen console to make me ignore my retro systems. Ooh, I agree with that. I agree. Um, I agree. N8IVE. In IV go go. I absolutely love all the nindies they're doing, and the one thing I would change would be to add Bluetooth and way longer battery. P.S. Oh yeah, and give us a GTA game, any of them, please, 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 Rockstar. That game would be perfect for on the go. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, and then he also commented. He said, "And Nintendo of America, please put some Nintendo 64 games or GameCube games, even Wii games, would work. Thanks to the superb motion controls on the Switch. And then there's Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games too." Nintendo has so many great games in their catalog that they could just port and make people happy. See, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Give us all of the things, Nintendo, please. <laughs> Give us everything. We want it all. We're not greedy. <laughs> then Hitokiri36 said, I do not own one yet, but I collect for it. And if the stars ever align between here and Japan, and I can snatch this one, and they're showing the Dragon Quest Eleven console. Mm. Um, he's saying, if I could ever grab this one from the universe, then I'll be happy. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice one. Um Meowth Spall 21 said, I love my Switch, one of Nintendo's best consoles to date, in my opinion. Not just because it's selling well, but because Nintendo's actually marketing it and trying to keep it alive. Third parties are on board more than ever since the days of the best. And SNES, uh, hold on, I think there's a little bit more. Oh, and NES. So even since the days of, of uh, NES. Yeah, good. Um, Newton Nation said, he said, one, I wish it had more games that take advantage of the Switch. I feel it's been a lot of re-releases and ports, which always cost more than the PS4 or Xbox One. But I still enjoy collecting for the Switch more so than the others. We have about 45 exclusives, including indies. Okay. Mm. Uh, then he said, two, there's a great lineup coming, though. Rune Factory 5, uh, SMNT 5, Ninjala, Prime 4, Bayo 3, NMH 3, so No More Heroes 3, and of course, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I was a, a bit lackluster at first. Oh, it's, it's been a a bit lackluster at first, but slowly become my most played if they'd only fixed the Joy-Con drift three years later. <laughs> I, would, I would disagree with the lacklusterness. I have been in the Switch since, mm-hmm. like, yeah. if, since honestly, since Mario Odyssey's come out, it's it's been a lot of games. Even the launch was pretty solid, but, like, mm-hmm. once more, but by the time Mario Odyssey came out, it was like, wow. So, yeah. yeah. I would, I, that's the only part. Everything else, that's spot on. Do you, do you know what's funny? So, I so Zelda came out, you know, day one. I bought it. Yeah. I didn't play it until right before the Bayonetta one and two Japan nonstop climax edition what? had come out. Whoa. It took me that long. I I waited a long time because I I'm just not the biggest Zelda guy, and it was also intimidating because I don't have a lot of time. So the idea of open world, I'm hearing how many hours it's taking. But I have to say, I mean, it's still one of my favorite games to, to uh, that I played on the Switch. I mean, it's second to Rocket League. 
but it's probably like one of my favorite <laughs> games on the Switch because it was just so beautiful, so well done, and it worked so well. I mean, Zelda's just, it, it's a must-own. Um, even if you don't have the system, just buy the game. It's that good. Well, uh, they did. If you remember the first like census that came out, there was like double the amount of Breath of the Wild sold than Switches <laughs> because people couldn't find the Switch and they just got Breath of the Wild in anticipation. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. All right, so... KMO13 said, I had a Switch and sold it since the games were lacking. Then I blinked and all the games were coming out that I wanted to play and I rebought. It's become my main system to play. My Xbox One X and PS4 are not even plugged in currently. My wife reminds me I sold my first Switch. <laughs> I would I would tease him every day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who was this oh, again? So let's funny. let's let's tag him on Facebook and poke KMO thirteen. <laughs> and then it's funny because uh Somebody underneath did a, a little gif of uh, Bart Simpson with a at least you tried cake. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. All right. So at uh, Toys Tyrant said the console gets better with age. For some reason, I love collecting games for this more than any other console before. Did I say I prefer playing it more than my PS4 as well? Yep, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Farhan H zero five one seven one eight six seven said we need virtual console. Having that catalog would be insane on the go. Still stuck at the SNES stage. I would easily pay for each game individually from a catalog of all the consoles like the Wii and Wii U had. Ooh, no, um, I don't want to pay for things individually. <laughs> <laughs> I've already then, paid enough. <laughs> then K14PP Stool said, Joy-Con Drift needs to be fixed. Still an issue. Yes. Unhappy face. Yes. Uh, Droogie4E said, love all the ports and the wealth of horror games, but I wish we had a pro version so some of them looked a little better. I also wish the Switch tax didn't exist. That's getting ridiculous. I, I, I do say I wish we were getting a Switch Pro. Um, Barry's right, though, with his um, prediction that we're probably not going to see Stopped it. only? Yeah, uh, like we're probably not going to see one. Um, maybe next <clears throat> year after the, the new consoles. Because they, they would be committing suicide releasing it this year with PS4 and XX, Xbox well, X coming see, out. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be committing suicide uh, releasing it at the same time because they would need to compete. But... With the coronavirus now possibly delaying the PS5 and Xbox X till next year, it kind of gives Nintendo a little bit of a breather, and they can, you know, probably release the Pro in 2021. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Drusifer89 said, "Switch is my largest library of games collected ever. Everything about it is great. Day one, we got Breath of the Wild. Until this day, we're getting great games. Only thing I want to add are themes and a way to message my friends from the console. Yeah, yes. I agree. They need to start." You're going to see a few of these comments, and then we could quickly talk about it. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's hear a few more of the uh, the comments. Like sure. <laughs> At Ninja Lunchbox seventy nine, I love all the physical editions from the indie publishers. They go the extra mile to produce a top quality product. I wish the big name publishers would do the same. Uh, Dan M. Phillips said, "I love the amount of obscure games it gets, from indies to Japanese games that wouldn't normally make it. Plus, no region lock means I've imported a fair number of games as well." Uh, one of our biggest uh, fans and listeners is Closable8. Oh, he said, yes. I love the Switch and the community that has formed from it. Completely agree about that. I've never been part of a community before the Switch, and it's because of the Switch that um, JP Switchmania is even around and that I've made all these new friends and been so integrated in, in the collecting community. So I'm very thankful for the Switch for that alone. I agree um, 100%. Yep. The Switch has made careers i'm not saying i have a career but it's definitely made you know uh new people that are are twitching on youtube on social media i mean the switch has been just a great platform to to help promote and get behind and get interested in that 
it's just fun to be part of that and to watch people collect and to collect yourself. So absolutely, the Switch. I don't, I don't even know if Nintendo realizes that sometimes. It's not that they're just making a great console and companies are jumping on board, but the community, well, I think it's just growing and it continues to grow. There's so many people that are still just getting onto the console and finding out about all the games and you know all all these podcasts like us and channels. So yeah, we're we're still at that. I still feel like at the beginning of the switch. Um, so that's good. So Elias Zero Roa said, honestly, I just love the portability of games, so I don't need a TV to play it all the time. Sorry, Barry. That, you know what? There's a lot of sorry to me. Look, every, that's the beauty of the Switch is that everyone can play and enjoy the system as they like it. I don't hate people that. Why do you hate people, Barry? Yeah, you're, why are you you're getting people? people against me and I didn't even do anything, damn it. Stop hating our listeners, Vote. Barry. Jeez. <laughs> <sighs> you see, um. I hope these listeners listen to the shit I have to put up with here, okay? It's called friendship, damn it. <laughs> All right. Collectoritis said, I love the games. I wish they changed their attitude towards F-Zero. Me too. Yeah. Uh, need new shorts. Great name. <laughs> I love almost everything about the Switch. The only thing I wish it it had um, is the option to display what was on the handheld on the TV when in handheld mode like the Wii U did. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, Wiggles Hill no, Wiggles Heal, please. There we go. To be honest, the fact that it's portable, removable Joy-Cons, all the gimmicks, etc., they don't impress me. What does impress me is the massive support for indie games. When AAA publishers are all about profits and scared to try something new, indie devs are the future. Good. Nice. Good. Good. Good I agree. Uh, Shadow773 said the portability aspect. I want my games on the go. I can have them on the go. Or even laying down on a better couch. Nintendo, don't lock voice chat to a phone. We don't all have phones, and some don't want one. Nintendo Online mm. is not worth it, and bring back the Virtual Console. Yeah, I, I would say that's my major detractor um, <laughs> with online is that, like, my nephews, for example, want to want to get a Switch so we could start playing some online gaming, but then I'm like, well, we got to get, like, a Discord or a Skype or yeah. something going, and they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I just want to click go, and I'm like, yeah, right. it doesn't have that, unfortunately. And, I mean, it's, it's also not real easy in some games to play with friends, too. Some it's easy. Mm -hmm. Other games it's not, and there's not an ecosystem right now. We've, even even Rocket League for me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it took forever for them to add friend support. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we, we had to, like, share the playcast levels for the longest time. Right. right? Yeah. Um, okay, so Tepig Kano said he loves the portability. And things he would change, fix the Joy-Con drip, make it so online play is free while all other features you have to pay for, add mod support, such as for Skyrim, make all voice chat through the Switch itself, and better battery life in the console. Hmm. Um, TG Contrarian said, I love the Switch. It has taken over the PS4 as my primary console. I love the portability, obviously, and just the amazing library of games. One thing, though, if it was only a handheld device and not a hybrid, I wouldn't have loved it nearly as much. Sometimes I played games on the DS, 3DS, PSP, Vita, wishing I could play it on the TV. And sometimes I played games on the PS3, PS4, wishing I could play it handheld. Yep. Um, Zocker Ami said, I love the TV handheld idea, the massive amount of great indie titles, and I want a possibility to copy my saves locally without a cloud, as well as custom themes. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, Jan190829 said, I own more games for the Switch than any other console I've owned. It needs Bluetooth, though. Yep. Uh, we only have a few more, so let's just finish this off. Um, mm -hmm. 
Skilaker said, I want achievements for the games. That always pushes me to do more in oh, them. Oh, I wish we had achievements. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, you a, a few games, there's, there's a few, right? Yeah, like State of Mind had an achievements in the game um, that you can unlock, but I would like uh, achievements leaderboard and kind of thing. I think that would just add a new aspect to the Switch and the whole community because it, it creates that competitive nature. Um, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Tokyo Mirage Sessions as well has an achievement system in the game. I, oh, I nice. wish they had like a Nintendo centric thing. That would be cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, Grand Shadow Dude said the Switch home menu needs a way to be more organized and an actual download manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Frasetto said, love all the retro games slash remakes. Still waiting for Mario RPG, though. Yeah. <laughs> You'll too. be waiting forever. <laughs> I know. God of Resin said, I would love for Nintendo Online to be a better service. I love the addition of NES and SNES games, but where is the chat function? PC games could do it 20 years ago. Um, John Stiliticus said, I love the size of the console, but I hate the left minus button. I can't press it without moving the left stick, and I have to use my right hand sometimes. Okay. Um, Akiri Van VM said, I love the Switch not only because it's amazing, but it's what got me back into game collecting. Same here. Uh, okay, last two. Controller for one. For one, I love the amount of games available. Unlike the Wii, I feel the eShop has a bountiful selection of quality titles. Because of this, I have dozens of games downloaded, and it's hard to navigate. The current interface really needs an overhaul. Folders would be a great addition. I would love folders. I wish we could get folders. Uh, and the last comment is, Travicado said, basically the same, if not a tiny fraction less, in terms of how he's liking the system. It's pretty much my all-time favorite concept for a console ever, since I've always been into handhelds more than home consoles. Only downsides are the Joy-Con issues with disconnecting slash drift and a lack of virtual console slash folders. So, as you can see, there's definitely things that they can improve upon that there's no reason why I don't think we could see them on the Switch in the future. I think the folders and a more organized way of storing your your files and finding them and the eShop I think would just go a long way and I don't think it's anything that couldn't be done it's just a matter of when would we see it oh yeah, yeah. especially like cuz they did that on the 3DS I like to sort by genre even that'd be cool yep I would love you, that you know what I would like the the ability to go to your profile and look at the games you played and scroll down and see every game that you played and how long because yeah. it mm-hmm. only has a limit of so many and that still stores that information because if you play one of those games that, that's not on your list anymore it, it shows the accurate number but I'd just like to be able to see all the games I've played since it, the system came out and just be able right. to enjoy that and the fact that there's a cutoff just seems so weird if yeah. you're going to keep that number around weird weird I agree. Um, so i would say for the switch mania playcast giveaway should we um let's pick the third comment since it's the third birthday the third comment okay well which well which third though because i'm going reading from i think oldest to i think i read yeah, from newest to oldest. see you went from newest to oldest so let's go it's from the, the oldest, oldest to newest the third oh comment uh okay <clears throat> scroll down that way we're not being we're not Wait, being... they're going out of order, though. I don't ah, think this is going to work very JP's well. JP's going to fail us. How about the third one that you read, then? There it's we just, go. It's okay, random. Here we go. So one, two... <laughs> Technically, the third one is part two of somebody's. Do we count that? No. Barry says oh. no. So we go to the okay. no, because it's third person. Then the person who's going to win is the person who doesn't own a system yet, but yes. they are collecting for it. Yes. It's Hitokiri36. Nice. So Roberto Makoto. 
has won. What did he win, Jeffrey? So he won an Evo Retro Switch Controller. Awesome. All right. yeah. So somebody write down that name. H-I-T-O-K-I-R-I. Hitokiri36. And then we can tag him. Hit. H-I-T. Hitokiri36. I can barely spell that. Looks good. Glitters are hard. So that being said, though, if Hitokiri36 is out of the States, then... Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not going to be free shipping. However, comma they can I if, don't. if he covers oh, shipping. Wait. If he's in the states, I got it. <laughs> he's in Puerto Rico, so technically okay. still within the states. Should still be a normal a normal shipping. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so congratulations. I hope you're listening to this. Nice. Congratulations. Or, or see our tag. <laughs> well, I would certainly hope that the winner would listen to the playcast. That's right. I would I hope would, so too. I would hope so. Um, so, so, so JP, can, can we go to the game now, JP? Yeah, what's the game? <laughs> oh, what, what's the game? Uh, you got one do. minute, so we got to do it quick. <laughs> one minute and up right uh, now. This poor game. <laughs> poor game. We got one minute and for what an hour. What game is this? <laughs> So, um, the game that we've been playing for a while now, uh, which we're going to talk about it after we finish, um, how we're going to go forward with, with games, um, is the Town of Light. Um, mm-hmm. The Town of Light is a psychological horror adventure game developed by LKA, uh, released for the PC originally in 2016, and um, was confirmed for the Switch in 2018, um, the physical release version was canceled in April of 2019. It was. Unfortunately. <laughs> but was released February 7th, 2020. Um, the game is set in a hospital in Italy. Um, mm-hmm. And you play as a girl named Renee, uh, who is a patient at the hospital in the 1940s. Uh, mm-hmm. And you basically enter a now dilapidated asylum to relive her stay there. Um, as you progress... Um, it kind of goes and talks about, um, depression and relationships and a lot of different aspects. Um, it's like, what, what's the, uh, the very beginning of the game? What, what does it give a shout out to? It gives like a shout out at the beginning of the game talking about, um, the different types of uh, mental illness and everything. Um, so it kind of is a important game to highlight what mental illness is about. However, mm-hmm. um, I, and I didn't see too much horror in it, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, but I would like to see, um, first off, what Barry's impression was of this game. It was published <laughs> by Wired Productions, by the way. <laughs> um, so, who graciously donated the codes yes. for us to play so the game. Yeah, thank first you. off, thank you yes. to Wired. Um, so this is a game I went in blind. Now, I do own it, I believe, on PS4 and uh, never played it. So I went in completely blind. And the Wait, first you didn't thing... play something before we played it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the shade today. The shade today. <laughs> yes. I've done that with a lot of games. Okay, Jake, 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 Jake
Um, I like, I like, I like JP today. I'm kidding. <laughs> See, they're so mean to me. You hear this, Wired Productions? This, this is your JP Switch mania. <gasps> I'm a nice guy. We're just yeah, trying. you're so nice. The playtest brings out the worst to me. I don't know what it is about it. It's, you're it's welcome, JP. rubbing off on me after 39 <clears throat> Clearly. episodes. Clearly. I'm, I'm just trying to get Barry in the, in the mental state that uh, Renee is in the game. So, yes, yeah. clearly. Um, so yeah, the first thing that that caught me uh, was the speed. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of going that slowly and yeah. without the option to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm not never not a fan of first person stuff. But I'm like, all right, let's go for it. And as I started to delve into the game, I'm like, there's some horror elements, and I'm not a horror fan either. So I'm like, all right, this game is three strikes already against it. Um, already out. So, well, the first thing I did was I went into the building right after like the the, the park, and I yep. looked in there and I was looking at the stuff in the fridge and I opened the fridge and I'm like, where else? Like I'm expecting something to jump out at me. I'm like, where am I supposed to go? So then I'm like, oh, let me go explore a little bit and I'm playing on the swings and I'm like, moving at, at the molasses speed and I'm like, oh my god, what am I supposed to do? And then I'm like, you know what? There was a gate at the end of the door. Can I actually open that? I'm like, oh yeah, I can. And that's when the game actually starts. I'm like, oh okay. So I go into the actual asylum and I'm looking around and. And it's like, oh, you gotta find your friend, and no direction. So I'm getting lost. And when you get lost in first person with somebody who suffers from vertigo, it's never a good thing. So <laughs> I finally find the dolly, and and the, the cutscenes playing. And I'm like, oh, this is starting to get really like emotional. Like, oh, I see what they're doing with this. And I'm like, oh, the dolly needs sunlight. It's cold. It needs sunlight. And in order to get dolly sunlight, you need to bring dolly upstairs or down downstairs. And in order to do that, you have to put dolly. On a uh, on a, a wheelchair, but in order to do that, you need to bring the wheelchair to the the elevator, and that was asinine for me because you open the door and it hits the wheelchair, and you close the door, and I got the wheelchair <laughs> in and turned around, closed the door, hit the button, all that jazz. But then when I got to the floor I wanted, and I opened up the door and I tried to wheel out the wheelchair, I expected it to be wheeling straight in, wheeling straight out. Well, apparently I must have hit something, so it tilted slightly. So instead of pulling back, it pulled into the – and I was stuck. And I'm like doing one of these things where you see this car trying to park in a parking spot that you – know, really going back, forward, back, forward, Austin back, powers. Forward. Yeah. It took me five minutes to get this wheelchair out of this elevator. At this point, I'm frustrated. I'm hot. And, and I, I get the dolly to the heat, and, and I see the next cutscene, and I throw up. And I'm like, that's it. I'm done with this game. I can't – I physically can't do it anymore. I wanted to go further, but the little – little things that shouldn't be frustrations became frustrations like there's no reason to make that more complicated than it needs to be um because obviously even real life they w- i wouldn't be doing that i would just be pulling the wheelchair out of the elevator no big deal um but yeah i, I understand what this game was going for I, I was interested in seeing more of the story but the slow movements the lack of direction the the uh, the the first person in itself, and then the the mechanics with opening doors, closing doors, and and the, the elevator. It just was too much for me, and I couldn't do anymore. And I, I wanted Barry, to do more, but I. Barry, you told us about the game, but how do you really feel? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, JP. <laughs> this game has a lot of promise. All right, and 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 I feel that there's a really good game in there. It just didn't work out for me personally. <laughs> so so I'll I'll go next because I want to hear what Sass JP throws at me. Um. <laughs> Whoa, I'm not the sassy guy. No, I'm he's nice sass, guy. sass and Matass over here. Um. <laughs> so um, the Sassisode. You know what? I wish I could go back now. 
No going back, JP. No Anniversary stone. Uh, weak stuff, JP. Sassison. Um So I just wrote down a few notes. Um, walking simulator. Um, all you're doing is walking around. Um, I wrote very slow paced. I completely agree with Barry. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. do the Austin Powers moving the golf cart back and forth. Um, <laughs> however, I never even turned the power on. I gave up before that. Because <laughs> I was playing it with my daughter and we are like, it's going too slow. Like we got to the creepy doll and we're like, oh, I'm good. And the graphics, I wrote down the graphics reminded me of troll and I, mm. yeah, they did. They reminded me of troll and I a little bit with the different, like, gr- like the, um, the different types of like grittiness that it, w- mm-hmm. that it had. It just didn't have a lot of textures. Um, but it wasn't bad again. Cause again, graphics and troll and I aren't that terrible. Um, I didn't see any jump scares, but it was like trippy visuals and things. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was part of it, just getting into the psychological mindset of somebody with a mental disorder. Um, mm-hmm. Not a fan of the genre at all, so I am not surprised I didn't play much of it. Um, but again, like I played it, and it wasn't for me. Um, mm-hmm. But there's apparently multiple paths you can take, and I know we had a lot of listeners that also got a copy from JP. So um, after mm-hmm. JP talks about how far he he didn't get, um, we'll go to the, the, the listeners. It's very true. It's very true. Um, <laughs> Barry, I think I stopped exactly where you stopped. I got the doll <laughs> We're to the light. bad. <laughs> so, right, it, right at the beginning of chapter three. Was that chapter three already? Well, that was the beginning of chapter three. The doll, was, the doll to the light was chapter two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then, yes, I finished uh, chapter two. Um, so... I also was expecting it to be like turn the corner. I, I think I just had the mindset that this is going to be like Outlast, where just things are just going to be jumping at you. Oh, and I it wished. wasn't the case. I wished. <laughs> yeah, I I do agree it was slow. And then when I started to think about, okay, it's a walking simulator. You're not supposed to race through it. I do just wish that you know for for a good part of the beginning, I was pressing every button trying to think how I could run though, because I'm like I don't run in real life, but in this game I just really want to run to the next part. Um, but I did like the beginning. I mean, I like. The open environment in terms of like, oh, there's a swing. I'm going to sit on the swing. There's a bench. I could do. I can interact with it. So I thought that was interesting. And then once you start walking towards the asylum and the music starts, the credits start, I said, okay, like the game's now beginning. Um, but yeah, it was a little slow. It was uh, directionless for me. I had no idea that the thing was out of power, that I needed to turn on the battery. And I think after a while, it started giving you hints in the game of what to do. So that's <laughs> kind of how I knew like, oh, go check by the entrances, like the breaker or something like that. And I said, okay. And then the wheelchair was just very slow. I didn't understand why I couldn't just pick up the doll. Um, but, yeah, I, I kept meaning to go further and further. And then, unfortunately, packs came, and then life came, and I didn't get much farther. Um, so I am sorry about that. I do kind of want to see how it ends, because if I read correctly, it's only a few hours long, like two, three hours. It's not a very long experience yeah. i'll call it maybe not so much a game but an experience um which is typically what you see of walking simulators because there's been a few that have been on the eShop that are not long in length but they make you think you know they bring up important topics so it's just something to to go through and and see for yourself um but i do know that we've had uh people from social media that we were able to provide 
codes for. Yep. So I know that they had given their feedback, and I think they made it further than we did. And, which, for, and for once, I actually have it pulled up, um, JP. Yes, like, thank you. One time um, in, in multiple thir- over 30 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so so JP Switchmania posted, Switchmania Playcast help. Uh, we're playing Town of Light from LKA. I've got four codes in the first four to send me a DM. And promise me to play and provide feedback by Friday, which was like we've t- taken weeks now to, to review yeah. this. Um, so the first one that I see is a big thank you to JP Swishmania and Wired for throwing me a code. Uh, this was from Justin at V underscore two underscore the underscore Izzo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of underscores. He's an um, awesome guy. He said, this has been a game I've been wanting to check out for a while. The story so far is compelling and the atmosphere is very creep. <laughs> very creep. Um, so looks like um, we have... Then we have a bunch of stuff about Time Spinner, of course. Because <laughs> I'm looking at my comments. Uh, we have Anthony Thomas. It's uh, at add Thomas one Thank you for JP Switchmania for the opportunity to play. It was a dark, grainy, and kind of disturbing game, but beautiful with a good storyline. I really did end up enjoying it. The gameplay is a little choppy, but still good. Um, mm-hmm. So Anthony Thomas enjoyed it. Um... Uh, we got Closable, um, Closable 8, at Closable 8, got a code for Light of Light to review. <laughs> Not the Town of Light, but That's Light okay. of Light. <laughs> Did he play a better game than us? That's just... <laughs> uh, to review for the podcast, it's a solid game with an uneasy feeling when you walk around the building. I found the dolls super creepy. The story is intriguing. Uh, there are a few issues with the game. So... Um, the movement seemed a little sluggish at chapter three. Things will load in as you're walking, um, so there's like popping, is what he's saying, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of takes you out of the gameplay. So that's that's mm-hmm. actually unfortunate. Um, let's see, we have the captain at Cole underscore Toast says thanks to JP uh, for providing me a switch code for the kind t- of light. Uh, my opinions of the game are below. Um, pros first. Overall, the story is short, does not overstay its welcome. Good voice acting, evoking a feeling of a Silent Hill-esque storytelling. Many interactive objects that give environments variety, and fairly interesting story overall. Cons. Poor performance on the Switch, with almost constant pop-in despite the low graphical detail. Um, though ambient, there is little to no direction for the first half of the game. Um, Mm. though short enough... To not overstay its welcome, the game is very short at about two hours. And it says, Verdict is a 5 out of 10 with a compelling enough story and decent performance on the Switch. This narrative walking sim is perfectly acceptable. Um, I'd say pick it up on a fire sale if you really need a fix. Otherwise, finish up your backlog. <laughs> so that was, good analysis. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Um, and then... Uh, V uh, Justin also re- replied uh, to his original after he started playing it. Uh, v to the Izzo. Um, I found the story captivating and commend the developer for trying to shed light on the mistreatment of the mentally ill. Fortunately, the graphics are poor and the game performs sluggish on the Switch, especially in handheld mode. Um, so then we have our fourth person, I think, which is E. Silla, Silva. A story is creepy and keeps you going through about three to four hours it takes to complete. Um, The game is simple, no running or jumping. Could use some work on the visuals, though. Um, I honestly really enjoyed the story and appreciated the chance to play it. Play this, though, for the story, not the visuals. So, 
that was um, our fourth person. So I thanks everybody for actually, you know, reviewing. Yes, <laughs> thank game. you. Thank you very much. And getting further than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, That's an accomplishment. So, so I will say, um, from a recommendation standpoint, um, if you don't like walking simulators or things like, this isn't going to change your mind. Um, yeah. I think it's inspirational that they, you know, shed light on the mental Ill, mentally ill and how they were mistreated in the game narrative, but mm-hmm. the game's not programmed well, unfortunately. So um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a miss for me. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, what about you guys? Barry? Um, I would only recommend it if you had some time to kill, you enjoyed psychological horror you enjoyed walking simulators. You don't care about moving at molasses speed. You don't care about green <laughs> traffic. You don't care about directionalist games. You don't care about having to do things the long and hard way as opposed to just the quick and easy way. And, uh, yeah. I mean, if you enjoy a good story, the story seems really good. And I, I am intrigued to see what happens. I did try to look up, like, what happens, and there's nothing online of what happens. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But, um, yeah, if, if those things sound good to you, honestly, then it's worth picking up um, for a few hours of entertainment. But if all those things are like red flags, I don't like horror, I don't like mm-hmm. you know first person, I don't like slow-moving games, I don't like directionless games, I don't like grainy <laughs> games, um, then, then you could do a lot better with other <laughs> games, personally. I keep thinking of, no, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> right, Stimpy. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> what about you, JP? You can never say a bad thing about a game. Let's, let's hear it. Yeah, I look at, you know, for... <laughs> no, it's... it's. I have not played a walking sim game before. I do think it had its challenges where I think maybe if you could run, you'd probably be done in maybe 45 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Considering that the game doesn't sound like it's long to begin with. I think running would have just sped up the, the completion time. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. I feel like I didn't give it a fair enough shot in terms of playing long enough, but I guess long enough is just beating the game because it only takes a few hours. Um, but yeah, I would say if you want to check it out and if you're curious after hearing about our thoughts and our listeners' thoughts, like get it when it's on sale. I don't know what the normal price is, but I'm sure it would probably drop on sale. Otherwise, if this isn't, you know, it's not your cup of tea, you, it probably won't sell you on that series and that genre. So, yeah, yeah take it or leave it. I mean, I, I think I would still go back. I'd want to finish it knowing that it's not that long of a game and that, you know, it did it was interesting. And now that I know that, it, I guess it's not as jump scare, I'm a little more inclined to finish it because I, I like to be scared, but I don't at the same time, if that makes <laughs> sense. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I probably not the best game in the bunch unfortunately but for the topic though i think it is important that games like this do come out uh and do address them so i commend them for talking about mental health that's always an important topic so on that note i would say try it out yep um so let's go for our our next game that we'll be playing for the playcast I was going to say quickly there is one thing you did want us to mention jp um safe in our world yes i feel like i could yeah, so Safe in, Our World, Safe in Our World is a mental health organization. Um, and from their website, you can go to safeinourworld.org. 
Their mission is to foster positive mental health well-being and deliver support not only for players, but also developers, publishers, retailers, and the other incredible folk and team who make up the video game industry. Their goal is for the industry to come together and start a conversation that can change lives. We're committed to making a difference. Um, so they work with a lot of different companies. They obviously focus on mental health. So they are part of Wired or um, Wired Production members are part of the founders of Safe in Our World. So if you ever buy one of their physical games on the inside, you will see, um, normally I think on the inlay, you'll mm -hmm, see Safe in Our World logo. Um, so their name is also representative in this game as well because it talks about mental health. Um, and I just recommend, obviously, if anyone is suffering from mental health issues or, or struggling with them, please reach out. There is a help section on their website uh, where you can find out about more information and how you can you know get get the help that you need uh, or to talk about it with somebody so it is important um so that's safe in our org. nice nice yeah it's good to yeah. give a, a shout out to that and and that's the Absolutely. main positive uh note from the game while i wouldn't recommend playing it per se <laughs> it, there's a good um there's a good message behind it so, yes absolutely yeah um, so now for the uh, the game, the next game. Um, Barry and I have been talking in the uh, in the group chat. JP, I've seen it. Yeah, seen he it. saw it. He ignored it. The game he owns too. So I what well. we need to remove is JP's anxiety of over longer games. And what we're gonna uh -oh. do is focus on a game for the week. Um, okay. And then we're gonna see where we get, and we're gonna talk about where we get. And the goal is for for from now on is. Do we add it to our backlog to try to beat? So okay, I like that. Yeah. So then, when we play a game, the intent isn't to beat it. The intent is to play it as much as we can um, via our lives, and then whether we recommend it. So if only two of us play it and one doesn't get the time, we can still talk about it. And yes, fair enough. Yeah, and then we can push I, it to the backlog. And with this not. one, you could, you could finish the first act within a couple hours, and you know when you finish the first act because there's actually credits. Um, mm -hmm. There's three acts in this game. Nice. Um, so you can definitely, like, the first act is not very long. Um, and I think with the momentum, you'll you'll finish it probably faster than you realize. So okay. so this game, JP, is mm -hmm. Rune Factory 4 Special. Um, awesome. Barry spent a lot of the last episode talking it up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so... Um, I'm still playing it. This is an Exceed Marvelous joint. Um... And it looks like an awesome game. I did get it in the mail, so it's sitting here sealed. Um, I'm going to break the seal to give it a shot. Um, I'm not going to lie. I would not have picked this up based off the box art because it is that cutesy Yahweh <laughs> Japanese art. Um, mm -hmm. I, I absolutely would not have picked it up. However, um, it from what Barry was saying last week and just from the screenshots it looks pretty awesome so I can't, mm -hmm. I can't wait to delve in so everybody join us with Rune Factory 4 um but other than that JP what um I know we're running short on JP's time limit what is coming okay. out is there anything big coming out that we need to talk about yeah, the because we didn't talk about yeah, anything last week either so no I know so let's <laughs> talk about this week so <laughs> We've got this week uh, Black Future 88. Ooh. We've got Langrisser 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. We've got, and also for those who don't know, there was a limited collector's edition through the NISA store. It has sold out since then. Um, but this is one where it got a regular retail release and an exclusive limited. So just to let you know for you collectors. 
Um, on Thursday, Super Rare Games opens up their 28th release with Assault Android Cactus Plus. It's a twin stick shooter. If you want to, if you want to learn more about it, you can read our review on jpswitchmania.com. We did review that game a while ago. Here we go, Barry. Um, Shameless plug. Oh, there. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with, that. Not wrong with that. It's it's relevant. Try, um, try to give Barry some we, shade to throw back. <laughs> then a game that literally just I'm got announced. Benchful. Good. So there's a game that just got Good. announced like a week ago, and it's coming out. Uh, this week, mm-hmm. it's an Asia release that's going to support English. It's called Bookbound Brigade. Looks interesting. Uh, so it takes like literary characters in. I, it looks like it's a beat em up, but I could be wrong. But it looks, uh, looks like cartoony kind of style. Interesting. Um, I think there may even be a Japanese release, but I know that there is an Asia English release coming out. Nice. Uh, so I'm picking that up. Then you have Human Resource Machine Deluxe, which is a game from year one on the eShop. Yeah, yeah. That is getting a physical in japan only and tomorrow corporation the developer confirmed to me on social media that it supports english despite the japan eShop page not updating to show english so i'm gonna buy it and i really hope they're right are they uh, going to be releasing this in other regions physically as of right now there are no plans i know that they had <laughs> done world of goo with super rare games yeah but there has been no word about human resource machine deluxe at this time oh um by the way speaking of world of goo um after that game was announced, I did a count, and you know the Switch collector book is in pre-publication. There are six games now that have gotten oh physicals since I did the digital only section. I'm now removing wow. them. I, that was beyond the point of no return. So <laughs> there are six games now, including World of Goo, that have a have a digital only write up. <laughs> and there will be more. Oh yeah, there will be. <laughs> Uh, then in the UK, Overpass is coming out, which is uh, like an off-road video game. Hmm. Um, and we're getting in the US the following week, so they're just getting it a week early. Uh, then in Japan, Sudoku 10,000 plus puzzle window is coming out. It will support English, so it's just another cool. Japan-exclusive game. And it has uh, Sudoku. It has three other types of games on there. One looks like the, um, I think it's, was it Minesweeper? It has like pins as yeah. you're like, so it has that. Then there's like a tic-tac-toe-esque kind of game, X's and O's. Okay. Um, and then some Japanese-only game that I have no idea probably if that's translated or not. But probably probably, like probably Shogi, the one where it has like the little pieces, little wooden pieces. Yes. Yeah, yes. Shogi, Shogi. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Coffee Crisis coming out in the UK. From our buddies uh, so, at Mega Cat Studios. And what's really cool is the instruction manual, looking at the picture, looks like a Genesis cover. Oh, So it nice. looks really cool. And it comes with uh, joystick grips, a pin, a physical soundtrack, a sticker set, and the instruction manual with a collector's box. And it's only $30, and you can get it from Shop for Megastore with free shipping to the U.S. So not a bad deal for all that stuff. Um, Then a game that Barry won't be happy about. (laughs) Uh, I I know. It came out in Japan. It's coming out in the U.K. from Marvelous. It's Dead or School. Yeah. Not coming out right now, at least in the U.S., but I thought it was going to be Japan only, and... The UK got it. Yeah, and I have the it. I have the UK the uh, Japanese version, but now I got to get the UK. But I'm holding off on the <laughs> off chance of the US version because it's marvelous and marvelous does US stuff. Actually, too. Yeah. you might as well wait um, at this point, Barry. <laughs> yeah, and then here's another one, Barry. Hell Warders. <laughs> That's another one I bought your Asian running now. <laughs> so it's coming out in the UK this week. It's coming out in the US the following week. So on March 17th, the US is getting it. Um, <laughs> then also a big one that I'm excited about. 
is My Hero 1's Justice 2, so My Hero Academia, the mm -hmm. second fighting game, which will continue the storyline, I think, into Season 3 and beyond. It's coming, out, it's coming out with a collector's edition that comes with a steelbook that we don't know yet if it's a uh, Switch steelbook or if it's sort of what they did with Tales of Vesperia, and it's just a, a disc-based steelbook. Yeah, the picture looks like this. it's... The picture looks like it's a Switch one, but I can't confirm, and we'll have to wait till somebody picks At it up. $130, I'm going to hold off and wait and no. see what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm interested on what the um, the actual fighting mechanics are in those type of games, because I love that anime. You didn't play the first one? No, I did not play the okay, first so, one. So I can quickly say I played it. It's not a, it's not the fastest one, so it's a 3D environment. It's mm -hmm. enclosed, so maybe you're in a classroom, maybe you're in a field. Um, it's 3D graphics, so it's not quite the Naruto anime-ish ones. It's not the uh, 2D Dragon Ball Z fighters. Um, it's semi-fast. I mean, I feel like the characters could move a little bit faster, but it actually is a lot of fun. When I finally sat down to start playing it, um, they pick up the story from season one like a little bit into it already. So they, they kind of have a movie that introduces you to the world of My Hero Academia, but nice. you don't play the very initial battles that you see in the anime. But I thought it was good. They had a good amount of cast, um, and they have branching uh, uh, routes that you can take. So you still play through the whole game, but you can kind of choose your direction at certain points. Um, overall, it's a fun fighting game. I just think it could be a little bit faster. In terms of 3D fighting games, I feel like Naruto did it perfectly. Okay. Um, I think like that was just it feels exactly like you're you're playing the anime. Whereas this one, it's a little bit slower, but it's still cool to do their power moves. Um, the the levels are semi indestructible, so you know you hit them into a wall, it, it breaks. You hit them into like desks, that, you know they 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 explode, break apart. So you have that kind of element. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how the second one is. Yeah, I, let's, I haven't let's watched hope many they videos. fix whatever issues you had with the first yeah. one with the second. That'd be nice. Yeah. So that's that's a big one coming from Namco Bandai. Um, and that's about it. And then just as a reminder on Limited Run Games' website, Real Mist is open for pre-order right now, which I'm actually really excited about. I've been wanting a Mist. I've been wanting to play Mist for a while. And when they announced the E3, I was very mm. excited to see we're getting a physical of it. So you're saying and I also, should pre-order that because we're probably going to play it for the Playcast. I haven't pre-ordered it I yet. hope so. We, we have not played a... Uh, We've not played one of those yet, so yeah. we should. I used to like um, it. I used to like the original Mist back in the day, so I mean... Well, see, I didn't. Like, that wasn't my genre growing up, but like as I as I get older, I'm finding that those puzzle first-person uh, adventure games are, are more interesting to me now, so I'm glad I'm coming back to it on the Switch. Um, and then also, they have a new distributed title, Nurse Love Obsession, which is a two-in-one game. I have not played them, but it's open mm. for Pura right now. Um, but yeah, those are the those are the big ones. And then later this month, it'll do the first one is coming from One Print Games. <laughs> the first, so they, one. <laughs> they yeah. well, there's it'll do two from uh, Nicalis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now we're getting the first one, so that's good. And then also we talked about physicality games is going to be opening up pre-orders this month for Rolling Gunner, which is a popular shmup that a lot of people are really excited about. That's cool. Um, that's a cool first game to pick. Yeah. But, you know, we could talk about more phys more about physicality games next time. There's some stuff to talk about with them. Um, but, yeah, that's what's coming out. So, as always, just tag us, comment, let us know what you're going to be getting, what you're excited about. The drought um, is over. A, the drought is yeah, over. We are getting no, it, games. It, yeah, it's picking up now. So, yeah, it takes longer to do these weekly release posts. I kind of liked when there was no games coming out, but that, that ship has <laughs> sailed. 
<laughs> we now have uh, games, people. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know, I was gonna is, say like, <sighs> one thing. One thing that was different is that in year one, the tagline was "The Switch has no games," and in year three, the Switch has games. So we have seen that. <laughs> I would say the Switch is too many games. Oh. That's year four. <laughs> <laughs> too many games. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the the revenge. <laughs> yes. And I do. I do want to say for assault assault Android Cactus Plus from Super Rare Games. There's only going to be four thousand copies, and if I am reading all of the responses and tweets on social media and facebook and whatnot i think this one is going to sell out very quick a lot of people it seems to be overwhelmingly positive i mean when we reviewed it i think we gave it a nine out of ten but it has a a very good following already from when it came out previously and the fact that a lot of people are really excited about this one i definitely think if you are not a super rare club member where you can get it you pre-order two days early you probably want to be on their website you know, at 1 p.m. on Thursday, Eastern Time, uh, to get your copy. That's the beauty of the three-pack. Or if you got the three-pack, or if you want to get the three-pack, you just secure your copy, and you you secure the copy, the game before that, and the one after that. So you have a few options. But I think, individually, this one is going to go fast. Yeah, absolutely. So so let's wrap things up, since we're close to two hours. Um, sure. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to uh, thank JP for picking up a couple games for me at PAX. Appreciate it, JP. You're welcome. He, uh, picked You're welcome. Me, he picked me up the single pack of Hover um, and Valfar- Valfaris, or Ferris. How, Ferris. Yeah. Um, the Signature Edition. I didn't realize it was the big box. Apparently, that's all they do now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's their standard size now. Which is cool. And it was on sale. Which yeah. was nice. Yeah, it was like I, I thought it was a car, it was a, a normal release because of the price, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. So, um, yeah. And besides, for Rune Factor, of course, I got World of Goo in from Super. Yes, Rare, nice. So. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, thanks for that. Uh, so anybody that's listening, uh-huh. if you want to um, pre-order the Switch Collector. Um, you can do that at HagensAlley.com. Uh, th- there's a link to the store. Or you can go to SwitchOpedia.com, like Encyclopedia, but Switch. Um, mm-hmm. SwitchOpedia.com. Uh, there's a pre-order there for the book. And any of the extra bonus items are campaign exclusive, so you have to you know support us at day one for that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You can follow me, though, at Hagen's Alley on Facebook and the Twitter. And um, <laughs> at Hagen's Alley Book on instagram what about you barry you can follow me on twitter at hawk hellfire and you can find me on facebook and on youtube at nintendo fuse yeah jp you can find me on social media at jp switchmania so that's twitter youtube which we're bringing back so we're starting to do let's plays and we're going to be doing video reviews so please check us out on on youtube we're going to be making more of a presence there the website is JP Switchmania for your your uh, reviews, for your weekly release posts, and all your other good stuff. Uh, Facebook, we have a, a growing community for JP Switchmania. Um, Any giveaways Instagram. this time? Oh, yes. So <laughs> right now we have two giveaways going on. So one of them is actually really cool, um, and I don't get to convey it as much on a, in a tweet, but when I was at PAX, I got to meet with Retroid, who is a developer for a new game on the Switch called Wonderling. It is a puzzle platformer game with a twist where you play as the low-level minion as opposed to the hero of the game cool. and i grew in love with this game because once you beat the first level the game just completely just shifts and it starts out thinking like oh yeah this is a cute game it's you know i've seen this before and then boom the humor kicks in the gameplay kicks in hmm. i honestly like have 
I don't normally advocate like publicly for games to get physical releases just because I don't want to be that person. But I did for this game. I've been reaching out to companies going like, you need to check this game out because I really do feel it deserves a physical. So what's really cool is that PAX, they gave away as a press kit a cassette tape with two tra- two, two sides on it with the actual soundtrack on sides A and B. And there was an eShop code in the case itself. So I asked them if we could do a giveaway. They said yes. They gave me an extra one. So that's what I'm giving away is the cassette tape with the full version download code for the Switch. Um, And it's awesome. I mean, honestly, like even if you don't win, I'm just recommending that people buy this game. I want to play it for the Playcast because I just think it's fantastic and it's just so inventive. So, yeah, yeah, I can't stop gushing about this. This is probably one of my favorite new games that have come out. Um, So I'm really hoping we see a physical at some point but that giveaway and, goes until march 12th and if we don't jp i do need some high quality pictures of it for a future version for a fossil section fossil section yes mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. good good thinking yeah um <laughs> okay and so then the other giveaway that i just launched today is for the atelier dusk trilogy deluxe pack for an eShop code so this is three games in one it's a 90 dollars value on the eShop. I'm working with, I partner with Koei Tecmo US to give away one eShop code. So that just launched today. It's going until March 14th. And I can promise you that you will be seeing at least two or three more giveaways going live this week for physical games. So stay <laughs> tuned for that on, on Twitter. JP's lost his mind, people. He's lost oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so many I giveaways. Did a, <laughs> I did a poll and I said, do I, am I doing too many? And people said not enough. So, all right right. then. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's opportunities, and that's part of the greatness of the Switch, you know, community. It's going to where it's fourth year now, and JP Switch Mania is taking off. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Well beyond what Nintendo requested out of JP, and JP's going (laughs) to go crazy with it, right? (laughs) I'm not giving up. And Brand Ambassador is my year four goal. I'm going to work towards it. I mean, I hope you get it. I mean, Nintendo Thank gave you. him a gave him a gold JP Blue buy it like halfway through <laughs> last year. Um, there's no way that they they would not want to you know have you be a brand ambassador. Um, well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. So, um, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you next week when we start talking about some Rune Factory Four. See ya. Have a good one. This is good.